Welcome to this Markets Now special. I'm Michelle Rook with Darren Fry Water Street Solutions. Uh, Darren, we're into very light and holiday trade. And so as we go into a three-day weekend, I thought maybe we could pull back just a little bit and talk about when you're under light volume and you have these weather models going back and forth in Brazil, what kind of risk does that put the grain markets at? Well, when you take uh, a look at what's happening right now in Brazil, there's such a... Uh, different angle on weather, on demand, and what that Brazilian crop is going to be, and what we're seeing as far as China and what they're buying or what they're not buying. And so when we come into next week, being a light volume, only a four-day trading week, because we have a hard open on Tuesday, we could find out that if these models go drier over the weekend, like the Europeans promising quite a bit of rain here through the next four to six days, if for some reason that dries out over a three-day weekend, you could have a huge volatile trade to the upside. Uh, contrary to that, if, if you do get those rains, we probably have more weather premium come out of the market and we'll keep leaking lower into the new year. We got to talk about these models though, Darren, because we've got the Euro and the GFS. They haven't been in agreement and we have basically not seen the Euro confirm these rains that have continued to be forecasted, right? That is correct. We We have a European model that continues to project quite a bit of rain. And as it rolls forward from week two into week one, it has had a tendency over the last 68 weeks to be drier than where it was at that two week timeline. And so if this continues to be that way uh, and we don't get the rains, it underperforms, uh, we could really have some fireworks here as we get into next week. And that's kind of what I'm leaning toward. You know, the trend is your friend and the trend in weather has been very persistent to have those rains disappear as we roll from the seven to 14 day into the, you know, the zero to seven day timeframe. And so that's what we'll be watched closely as we come in here Monday into Tuesday. Although a lot of the market is bought into these rain forecasts and pretty much overlooked um, some of these private forecasts or estimates, which on soybeans in Brazil just kind of keep etching down, don't they? Yeah, they do. I think a lot of people now are comfortable in that mid-150 area. I, I have the crop starting out at 165, and I think we're down in the 140s right now, just taking a look at what's going on in so many areas in Brazil. There are some really good beans down there, and then there's beans that are really horrible. And so it's really hard to get a feel for what the total crop size will be because of the variation that you see. But there's no question they've been running you know, 10, 12 degrees above normal, and that's conservative estimate. And they've had about half the normal rainfall, if not 40% of normal rainfall. And so that usually doesn't uh, mix into a, a record crop. So a lot of these forecasters are coming down, these analysts, to the low 150s. And I think that's fair, but I think it probably has to go more. And it'll come down to whether we get these rains or not. If this is a bust uh, coming into next week and then we roll into uh, drier weather as we enter January, I think the market's going to get pretty excited about that. Okay, so do we have to be below a 150, though, million metric ton crop in Brazil for the market to push back over the $14 level here in these beans or not? Oh, definitely. I think we do because Argentina is headed for a 48, 50 million metric ton crop. And, you know, we had 185 last year with uh, Brazil and Argentina combined. And that was a 160 in Brazil with a 25 in Argentina. So kind of looking at, you know, 185, 190 is going to justify probably back to 14, 1450 beans. But to get that, we're going to have to have this crop down around 140 in Brazil to be a 190 or below. So 
Um, nobody's there right now. Uh, a lot of people get into that low 150s, but we got to lose another 10, 15 million metric tons. Then the market will get excited. We also got to remember a year ago uh, with that 185 crop combining those two countries, we were trading about $1.50 higher than where we are now. So if you get anywhere close to that 185, 190 mark as Brazil comes down maybe toward 140, you will climb out of here toward the 14, 1450 area to be fair against last year's prices. Darren, do we also have to get below 150 or maybe down to 145 before China gets excited and starts really coming in to buy more beans from the U.S.? Well, I think that'll excite the privates. I, I've seen Sinograin in, of course, they buy for the reserve side and they like Argentinian beans or U.S. beans. They don't like Brazilian beans to put them in storage. But, you know, when you look at what Argentina has, they don't have any beans after a short crop last year. And obviously they had the, the bean, the soybean 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 programs to get farmers to sell them uh, using, you know, the, the blue market peso there they are basically out of beans and that's why we've seen meal prices do what they do they don't have the beans to crush they won't have them until probably april or may and so i really think china has to buy their reserve to stack up from the us and we've seen them in for a lot of flash sales and i would expect that would continue into the new year that might bring up a question mark around does usda have the exports right are we overstating them or are we understating them as this demand has come to the U.S. here, uh, most recently over the last few weeks, we've seen a lot of that flash sales. Okay, but let me play the contrarian with you. Of course, we came out of this crop year with drought in over half of the country, but yet we produced a record corn crop. Is the mindset now of the market more so you're going to have to prove that that crop isn't there before I'm ready to really go in and start buying? You know, I think that is a good point. You know, we had a pretty harsh summer here in a lot of ways. We delayed the rainfall coming till the end of June. Then it came and then we got hot and dry again in August had a really dry ending to the growing season. And the crops were really good, especially out east. They were record. Out west, they had uh, a little bit less than that uh, good fortune. But if you look at the overall crop, it was much better than I expected. And I think when you look at that, we transfer that down to South America. The difference though, Michelle, is they've been way hotter than what we were and they have different soils. Those soils do not hold the water capacity like ours and they need more um, frequent rains to do that, especially when you have hot temperatures. So I think it's dangerous to transfer, hey, we thought our crop was bad, therefore we're probably overreacting to the weather they've had. Uh, I think they have had bad weather and I think it'll affect them more than it did us this last growing season. And we haven't even talked about the second crop, safrina corn, because this is going to impact that too, isn't it? It sure is. You know, the people have planted once, twice, three times, they've heard down there. They've delayed the planting in some areas because they didn't have enough moisture. Some people have tore up the beans and switched to cotton. So there's quite a variation of what farmers have had to do to get through these problems they've never faced. And so I do think that when we get into the Safrina timeframe, it'll be how many acres get planted? Did we lose area because of profit margins as well as weather problems on the first crop of soybeans? And then of course, when does this monsoon really pick up or does it pick up? And then when does it end? We know that if we are down there planting uh, past February 20th, the crop's more at risk. So if this Safrina crop gets delayed at all, um, we're going to have less yield there as well. And that's too early to know. But I mean, I think they're going to have some logistical problems getting that crop in, given what's happened with the bean crop here in the first side, first crop. Can you, 
Any market advice here as we head into this last holiday week of the year and then start a new year? Well, I'm just not interested in selling anything right now. I think we got higher prices to come. I think the Fed's uh, maybe having to cut interest rates at some point here, first or second quarter. Bonds going up, dollar going down, uh, just more of a risk on trade tailwind to these markets. And I think you got to remember, index are going to uh, be reallocating things after the first of the year. Funds are really short corn and, and wheat, and so you could see short covering there. But I just want to get into the new year and let's see what happens. I think we have better opportunities as we get into that first quarter of 24. Thanks so much for joining us, Darren Frywater Street Solutions. That is Markets Now.